to Daddy's throne room. No, it's I took a right turn. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is such a, a popular, magnificent uh, podcast that my partner can't even remember the name of it. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I'm so, <laughs> so So where are we? What is this? What day is it? Who am I? What's the name of the podcast? I took a right turn. <laughs> okay, well, here we are. Robert. And Rosalie. And Rosalie, yeah. I'm sorry, he's got me laughing. Um Anyhow, welcome to the podcast. Yes. Oh, okay. This is season two. And we're not guaranteeing that it's not going to be messy. <laughs> no, we, we are probably guaranteeing that it's going to be messy. It's season two, episode four. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Now, now what? <laughs> we're sitting here in the middle of the promised land, just loving it. It's a oh, beautiful day. I mean, so it is so gorgeous. beautiful here out on the prairie. That it is unbelievable, unbelievable. It's been a beautiful day so far, and it's just going to get better, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so now we want to take a little time and open the Word. Uh, first, we want to pray. Father, we praise you and glorify you. We thank you for this time together. And uh, we just ask you that you use this podcast, Lord, for your glory and for your purposes. Let each person who hears it be touched be filled with your spirit and blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have you got a scripture for us there, Rosalie? I do. We're going to go into 1 Peter. Again, this is out of the message, so it might not be as your Bibles are. Well, go get a message and then it would be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Nav, nav press. <laughs> yeah. We, we just bought what they're calling super giant <laughs> And I'm not kidding. I told Robert we have to hire somebody to carry it for us when we leave the house. I mean, it is easy to read. Easy to read. White paper, black print. Easy I mean, it's read. easy to read. And and in a couple of years, they'll probably come out with super super. As our eyes mature. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to First Peter, uh, chapter two. Starting at verse 18. You who are servants, be good servants to your masters, not just to good masters, but also to bad ones. Ooh, that can be hard. What counts is that you put up with it for God's sake when you're treated badly for no good reason. There's no particular virtue in accepting punishment that you well deserve. But... If you're treated badly for good behavior and continue in spite of it to be a good servant, that is what counts with God. Wow. Wow. This is the kind of life you've been invited into, the kind of life Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way so you would know that it could be done and also know how to do it step by step. He never did one thing wrong not once said anything amiss. They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. His wounds became your healing. You were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. Now, you're named and kept for good by the shepherd of your souls. Praise 
God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, it's easy to be nice to somebody who's nice to you. Oh. But uh. it's uh, not, and but so your, your masters, your boss at work. Right. You know, uh, not just to be good masters, but also to the bad ones. To the ones where you're saying, man, there's no reason to be doing what this person's telling me to do. How many times I've thought that? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, you know, and and being a good boss is a, is a hard thing, too, sometimes. Yes. You know, but it, it, take that into suffering. You know, if we should could suffer in silence. How many, you know, you ever hear people complain? Yeah. Some people complain, that's all they do. Uh-huh. You know, and I know we've all complained, you know, we've all uh, acted wrongly, you know, but uh, following the, the strictures of the scripture, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about doing the right thing even when others are doing the wrong thing. Yes, and I don't think it's just with our boss. I, no. I know this is, it says to, you know, being, about being uh, good servants, um, but to everybody. It's so, I pray every morning, Lord, stop my lips if they start saying something that does not glorify you. Because it's so easy. The tongue, that's another lesson, but the tongue is so untamed. Amen. You know, you know well, look at there. It took it into Jesus suffered all these things. You know, and they were talking about, you know, the Romans, the the Jews and the other people who, who treated him so horribly. Yes. You know, so take our lesson out into the world. It isn't just like you say about our boss. It's about our relatives. Uh, yes. Our families. Yes. Our, our, you know, people we come in contact with every day. They can, you know, treat us poorly. Mm -hmm. And we're called as Christians to treat them well, no matter how they treat us. And you do that so much better than I do. Well, <laughs> you do. You are so much better than I do because I just. Uh. Well, you've got the IED. I do. <laughs> yeah. That is. Tell them what it is. Intermittent. Explosive disorder. That's being Italian. In case you didn't know. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, some people fly off the handle, have a short fuse. You know what this is calling us to, I believe, is to have a longer fuse. Yes. You know, to well, and take no offense. Exactly. And if we're filled with love, with his love, his love, his love should all, that should be all that comes out of us. Right, right. Have so much love in us. Yes. It overflows. It's like having the word in us. Mm -hmm. If we don't fill up with the word, how is the word going to come out of us? You know, if we don't, like. And, and that doesn't mean word for word for word out of the word. It means living the word. Amen. Having it come out of us in our lifestyle and, our, and how I, we do. I've always been bad at quoting addresses like, you know, John 3755 or something like that. Is there know. a 3755? No, I don't think there is. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, I, I can speak scripture in my life. Yes. You know, but quoting right where it comes from, I can usually find it, mm -hmm. but it comes from here and there. I mean, I can't even remember faces, let alone addresses in the book. Yeah, we do have a hard time with that. I do, you know, but the there is this too that when the bible was written it didn't have chapters and verse numbers uh -huh. they didn't put those in until much much later it was like in the Smart 13th enough. century that they decided 
you know, to put in chapters. And then the verses were put in by this guy. And, you know, it, he didn't even, he, was, he did it while he was riding a horse to a meeting. Mm. And, I mean, he was just doing it as he's going along. Well, I'll make this a verse. Well, I'll make that a verse. And we're still using the same chapters and verses that these people arbitrarily decided to put into the, the Bible for a way so that you could find addresses. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was just written as one big thing, you know. So, you know, each letter was a letter. You know, when you write a letter, you don't put it in chapter and verse. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't even write letters. No, anymore. nobody writes letters anymore. <laughs> I mean, they call it snail mail, but nobody even writes letters. I mean, you know, the letters we get in the mail are computer generated or something, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's what, what's going on there. So back to the, the verse we read, you know, we're going to give good for evil. We're going to return good for bad. If you're treated badly for good behavior and continue in spite of it to be a good servant, that is what counts with God. Right. So. You know, another place he says, you, you know, if you're nice to people who are nice to you, do you think you're going to get an award for that? Anybody will do that. Mm -hmm. Every sinner does that. That's right. You know, but it's being good to those who are bad, just as the verse says. Right, and Jesus got called every name in the book, it's like, and I bet he did. And um, that, that didn't make him re retaliate. Well, or think of Stephen, you know, when he was being stoned to death. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hmm. You know, and Jesus, you know, uh, on the cross, he wasn't cursing the world. He was blessing the world. You know, so that's our, our lesson. You know, if we can live it, we're doing pretty good. Amen. Okay. Amen. So now we're going to share a song, one of our homegrown songs. This is going to be, it's called, Come On, People! And we just want to share that with you now. Come on, people! Father Jesus, he will lead us where we need to be. I said, come on, people, we can follow Jesus, walking in faith and living in liberty.
we can follow Jesus. He will lead us where we need to be. Come on, people, we can follow Jesus. Walking in faith and living in liberty. something to you all that we, we keep forgetting to do this but um, as you well know Robert is a published author and because he's been reading from his book The Trojan Roar but there are many more books that he's written besides that how many 30 what 34 just published the 34 34 books now he writes them but I do help edit them so but don't don't hold that against me if you find a period of the wrong spot or a comma missing, don't hold that against me. Wait a minute. If you're the editor, who do we hold it against? You. Because <laughs> you put it there. Oh, okay, I'm right. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, so um, what is your latest book? The latest book I just finished the other day is called New Old Sayings, Volume 7. And when I was a young kid, I fell in love with old sayings, like a stitch in time saves nine. And all through my life and my writing career, I used them in songs and made up my old, own sayings, put them in songs and poems and books and essays and things like that. And then one day when I got to be a little bit older, I realized I had very many of them and I started putting them into books and I uh, called them New Old Sayings. And I thought it would just be one volume. There's a huh. thousand of them in, in each volume and it turned into seven volumes. And along the way, I really feel the Lord telling me, these are the most important books I will ever write. Yes, and I know you want to share those with other people yes. because the Lord did give them to you. Yes. So how do they get the book? All my books are on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and you can put in Dr. Robert Owens and it'll, it'll pull up my author's page or put in the title of any one of my books, like put in America's Trojan War, 
Dr. Owens, and it will pull up that book. And then when you see my name in blue, you click on that. I have my own author's page, and all my books are, are listed there, and you can buy them all from there, either in soft cover or in Kindle, which is one click. So that's, that's where you can get them all. Thank you. Yeah. So now we'd like to share. I'm going to share with you um, volume four, or no, chapter, chapter. four. <laughs> chapter the whole four. volume. No, this <laughs> is, no, no uh, America's Trojan War, and it's a series. There are five books in the series. This is just the first book. There are five separate novels that make up the series, American Trojan War series. But this is from the first book, America's Trojan War, and now I'd like to share with you Chapter 4, and here we go. America's Trojan War, Chapter 4. Wake the sleepers, prepare to strike. Following an intricately devised plan, as soon as the armory was secure, a text message was sent out to local sleeper cells. At 4 in the morning, Ahmed Daher, who moved into Rockville four years ago and bought a local convenience store, woke the two men who had been pretending to be his brothers. They gathered the many guns and ammunition they had purchased with the profits from the store and loaded them into their Land Rover. Across town, Akim Kassab, who had arrived three years ago and was employed as a driver for Rockville Oil, loaded as Springfield 1911. He put two extra magazines in his coat pocket, left his home in Shining Hills, a suburb of Rockville, and drove to the oil terminal. At WNNA, the local radio station, Ali Shamoun stepped over the body of Dale Thomas, the nighttime DJ, as he went to lock the front door. At the same time, Amal Kushari, the newest recruit to the Montgomery County Police and a graduate of Rockville High and Montgomery Community College, who was also a recent convert to Islam, stepped into the station's radio room. Jim Jordan, the officer currently manning the station's communication hub, turned around to see who was coming in as Amal entered. How's it going, Jim? Amal asked Jim as he entered the room. Trying to stay awake, Jim answered as he turned back to the magazine he was reading. Me too, Amal said as he stepped up behind Jim. I know what was all Jim could get out before Amal slit his throat. After killing Jim, Amal sent a text to four men waiting outside the front door. Now, the men entered the Montgomery County Police Station and walked up to the bulletproof glass of the reception area. What can I do for you gentlemen? Eddie Olson, a 23-year veteran of the force, asked. Waiting for an answer, he paid no attention when Amal stepped into the cubicle and plunged his dagger into the side of his neck. Amal then pushed the button that opened the door. By the time the four men had entered through the steel-reinforced door, they all had pistols in their hands. The other two are in the break room, down this hall, third door on the left. You take them out, and I will man the radio, Amal said. After Amal entered the radio room, he ordered one of the two radio cars to come back to the station, and the other one to report to the guardhouse at the armory and speak to the guard there about a possible break-in. He had just finished his calls when one of the four men entered the radio room, now wearing a Montgomery County police uniform. Amal, we've sent the other two out. I will wait outside for the arrival of the police car. 
The squad car arrived at the station, and as the officer walked towards the front door, one of the four men stepped out of the shadows and shot him in the back of his head, dragging his body back into the shadows. He then climbed into the squad car and drove towards the oil depot. Tim Garrett was a 10-year veteran of the force. As he pulled up to the armory, he saw lots of activity. Lights were on, and he could hear the big diesel motors warming up even through his with his windows up. He was a lieutenant in the 251st Mechanized Infantry, and he hadn't heard anything about any maneuvers or night work, so he was on his guard when he pulled up to the guard shack. Rolling down his window, he asked, Who are you? Where's Tom, Mike, or Harold? was all he got out before the guard raised his hand holding a three fifty seven Magnum and shot Tim in the head. As Tim slumped on the wheel, his foot came off the brake and the car lurched forward and crashed into a truck sitting 20 feet inside the gate. So began the first invasion of America since General Ross burned the White House in 1814. Abu Omar al-Baghdadi, the first emir of the Islamic State, laid the groundwork for what was about to unfold. He used the meticulous planning and the ability to establish and maintain networks of operatives connected through social media, honed during his time with Al-Qaeda, fighting the American occupation in Iraq. Through the death of the first emir and the selection of his successor, Abu Omar al-Baghdadi, the actual establishment of a quasi-state embracing parts of Iraq and Syria continued. The planning of the assault upon America and placement of operatives also continued. The great refugee crisis opened the door for masses of suicide troops to converge on America, not only welcomed by the government, but transported and supported. America's leaders, believing global warming more of a threat than radical Islam, and believing in mass immigration for many reasons, welcomed hundreds of thousands. Barely 10% were trained and committed Islamic State warriors. That was enough to bring the war home to America. Now, a little over 20,000 well-trained Islamic suicide warriors who had insinuated themselves amongst the Syrian refugees were leaving the many places the American government had provided for them to live across the country. They converged on four armories that surrounded Washington, D.C. These imported stormtroopers were augmented by thousands of sleeper cells and radicalized citizens. With meticulous planning and abundant funding, these dedicated men and women executed a plan designed to bring America to its knees. Thank you for joining us today, whatever the day is that you're joining us, because you can join us at any time. And it's a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous day. We pray you have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous life. And as you go on our website, we, you know, we have Facebook. You can go to Facebook where it says, I took a right turn. Or you can go to uh, just itookarighttturn.com. Or if you're on any one of the podcast uh, networks we're at, follow it back to our home base and you can listen to the first season and you can listen to all our episodes so just like to join Rosalie in saying have a marvelous day
right turn and it turned out wrong I took the wrong turn and it turned out right it don't matter which way you 